Welcome to the afternoon nap. Welcome. We are doing a really delayed late best of 2022 movies. We're going to follow that by TV. We're doing three hours back to back. Let's search the three-hour pod. It's, it, we're we're going we're gonna to be here for a No, minute. no, no. We'll split it up. But we have yeah. friend of the pod, John, here, as we yeah, did last year. We're doing our top tens. Glad to be on the Avatar 2 of podcasts for the year. Oh! <laughs> Can't tell if that's good or bad. <laughs> I, think it's, oh, I, think it's, I think it's financially successful. That's the only thing that matters. There you go, financially successful. <laughs> With a touch of racism. <laughs> <laughs> only a touch? Just only a touch. Just a touch this time around. <laughs> So better, we're doing we're doing ten each, and we're gonna go in order. So John will be first as a guest. He'll do his ten, then Freddie, then me. Nine 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 eight 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 seven seven seven. Same as last seven. year, we're gonna do this thing where if your movies like lower on the list. Like somebody's like number ten is my number two. I'm gonna be like pause. Uh, we're gonna do that movie in a little bit, but I want to wait to give it its time to shine. Yeah, like let's say John has Bear at ten, and you know Bear should be much higher than ten; should be like one, right? So I'd be like, "Oh, John, should. wait! It should wait. We'll do Bear later. All right." So uh, without further ado, I guess go for it, John. Yeah. All right. So starting off this list, I just want to say just to begin, little, little, little hot topic to start. Did not think this was a great year for movies. Okay. Um, I think unlike last year, none of my choices are going to be something I'm going to fight over, but we'll, we'll see. Starting with my first one, uh, this movie um, uh, was one of uh, the Netflix produced, uh, we're going to put in theaters for like a week and then, you know, get it on Netflix. Uh, it was Glass Onion. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, we saw this in theaters, actually, all three of us. We did see it in theaters, and I think it was much better in theaters than it was. uh, I watched it again with my family on uh, Netflix, and uh, it was still good, very enjoyable, um, but it didn't have the kind of cinematic feel. I I think the movie was made for a crowd. I Mm -hmm. really think, and really watching with a crowd, the laughs were going through the roof. Like when I was talking to other people about uh, how was the Hugh Grant moment, they were like, w- "It was all right." I was like, "In the theater, was Hugh Grant in that movie?" Yeah, is yeah. What yeah. I got. Like in our theater, right. we were we were bawling with laughter. No, yeah. When uh, when Benoit solved that first murder mystery, mm-hmm. right? And we literally could not hear the next sentence because it was so much laughter going through the roof. John, that's not making my top ten. I, I, I can I can see that. It is. You know. I'm I'm really glad you you brought it because. Mm-hmm. It was not going to make my top ten. It was it was thinking about it, but it didn't end up. You know what the problem was? That third act glass shattering sequence, the sh- mm-hmm. shattering of the glass onion with the actual shattering of glass, mm-hmm. really didn't do it for me on a cinematic <laughs> level. It was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I don't know what Ryan Johnson was thinking is like the cinematic like thematic closing third act of your picture. I don't know. Kind of boring. Well, I think I think in terms of shutting the door on all things Elon Musk. Uh, <laughs> oh, everything you just like to talk Every, about. Yes, exactly. I just don't think there's enough AI in that but, movie for but you. But I think what, what's interesting is the glass onion itself is something that's very fragile but beautiful. And the, the myth of the techno boss, I think, is that... Um, the dreams that they manifest and sell are something more tangible than they really are, something more more steel, more iron. And I think that was kind of the significance of, you know, breaking the glass and shattering it, you know, is that, no, actually everything that you've produced is fragile, it's delicate, it's easily broken. 
that's cool. Just didn't uh, didn't sell it for me. And, and ultimately, that wasn't the reason I liked like, it. On the screen, it, just, it, it wasn't exciting. It was right. it was a very fun movie. And what I will right. also say this is uh, Jeanette, uh, Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she'll get the Oscar nod, but if it was me, I would probably nominate her for Best Supporting Actress. I thought she did a phenomenal turn mm-hmm. in the second half of that film without spoiling it. She just... Spoil it, yeah, well, we, can, we can spoil I'm just saying, you know, it's a phenomenal... She has to play kind of two different people, and she does a great job doing both, and the way you can see that character from another perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, like, she was the high, on, on top of Daniel Craig. Yeah. Like, Daniel Craig yeah. always comes... To, to play, and he was having the time of his mm-hmm. life in this film. I, I think what's interesting, and, and I agree with you on, on all of your critiques, you know, um, it made my list because um, it had that fun factor. It had a bunch of actors who I like seeing on camera um, apparently just really enjoying themselves. Just a good time. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think Monet, other than Daniel Craig, did the best job, technically. Yeah. But I, I love um, Dave Batista. You know, I think he is just, a, just, just he's a star. Playing, just keep playing Drax. I don't know why yeah. he's like so happy to get rid of Drax. Like he's good at the but, role. But but honestly, he's really shown like, um, I was thinking Army of the Dead. I thought he was very uh, intriguing in he's that. He's got that knock at the cabin this coming one, out soon. He's knock at the cabin. And, um, and I, I just like seeing him on camera, you know. Um, and it was just, it was fun, you know, a, a whodunit. It, what's incredible to me is that somehow Hollywood can't put together a good Hercule Poirot movie. And yet, you know, this this is fundamentally what these movies are, the Hercule Poirot Well, because oh, with that, the, the yeah. death of the ben, Nile. Yeah. Well, but the yeah, reason exactly. that Glass Onion's so good is Ryan Johnson. Like, mm-hmm. it's Ryan Johnson having full control over this movie, and he's mm-hmm. just doing whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Like... And now, you know, he's got a new show coming out, uh, very much like that, Poker Face, where it's just going to be about a new mystery every every week. Mm. And Natasha Leone, Alex the Spirit Animal, just being like, I wish, oh, I, I wish. Yeah, Alex, Alex, what have you said? There's two, you got, you got two halves to your spirit animal. No, I mean, there's two people that I would like love to emulate in my everyday life, and that is one Natasha Leone, because she plays the same character pretty much in everything, <laughs> yeah. and Ryan Russillo, you know, if you know who that is, great guy. Whatever. Freddie, go on to your, your 10. All right. So for my number 10, you you could argue maybe this isn't the 10th best movie of the year. This is a personal list. What, what other types this, of lists are there? This movie affected me on an emotional level. Did you say the name uh, of the movie? I, nah, I used to weigh 450 pounds oh, okay. plus. So when I saw The Whale, I was just struck. This movie... I, I really felt emotionally connected to this when he was going to grab the candy bars and then not back and forth. I literally was in those moments in a time in my life and I, they made they just made food a drug in the way he does in, uh, what's the other movie of his you love? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, the, he turns food into a drug the way he's able to, the way he's able to do it with heroin in uh, Requiem for a Dream. And it's just a phenomenal performance across the board from all of them, but specifically Brendan Fraser, just killing it as this 650-pound man that is literally killing himself. You know, the film's a little play-ish, and... It's a play. Yeah, it is a play, but also it's super boxed in, and if you're not in on this performance and in on this whole, like, you know, there's a guy literally eating himself to death, you're not, you're not gonna like this movie, and I 
understand people that won't, but uh, I think me and Alex had a real emotional connection to this film in theaters, and I can really only speak for myself just bawling in tears when this movie ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I'm not saying, like, I'll cry at movies, but this this got me to that next level, and I, I just, I loved it. It's a good movie. It's okay. Didn't think about it once for the top ten. <laughs> yeah, like, Frazier gave a good performance, and yeah, it was one setting. Sadie Sink, I don't know what was going on with her, but you didn't see this movie, John? I, I haven't seen it. Uh, I actually read a review that kind of put me off of it, which was basically charging that it's it's Frazier playing kind of like this Christ-like figure who is, it's a morality play. Right, it's it's about, I don't know about the Christ-like. I don't figure. know about the Christ-like. Well, figure. The, the fact that it's like everyone is, is is humiliating him, making fun of him. He lives in this place where his weight and his fat is seen as just uh, a, a fault, a fault that is worthy of being ostracized and picked on. No, and the whole point is that that's how he sees it. Mm-hmm. So, as as a guy that was there, mm-hmm. that's that's. That is a real thing. The, the whole thing is Although that he does he does suffer so that other people can thrive yes, in yes. this story. I know, but also it's an Aronofsky movie, so you gotta have Christ in there somewhere. That's not an excuse. No, I'm just saying. For also, the, it doesn't make the movie bad that he is a Christ like. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't necessarily make the movie bad, but it's just it's one of those kind of stories or fables. When I hear it put together in that way, that I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It may not be be before me, even though I am very intrigued to see. Uh, uh, Brendan Fra- Fra- Fraser's performance. performance. You can say it everyone, but Fraser's performance is sure. phenomenal. He's awesome. You know. If it was me, I'd give him the Oscar. Yeah, but why I didn't put well, this in the top ten is it's it's uneven, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. It feels like I don't, it feels like I'm lacking something. I'm I'm laughing more than I'm crying. Sometimes, yeah. Right? I don't I don't whatever. I don't feel so connected to to Fraser. It's a but. it's a I'll say this. I think everything else on my list, I'm very happy with where it is. The number 10 spot, I didn't really know what I was going to put down. Last minute play, put the whale in there. Personal emotional take. The whale. Real quick question. Uh how did it do at the box office? Nothing. It did very good. Did very good. Very good? Yeah, it did. No, for uh, for its budget actually, it's been a surprise hit. So it made money. It made money. Yeah, it's okay. good profitable. Okay, cuz I was wondering about uh, the the uh, how can I put it? Made this? eleven mil. That's pretty you know, good. I, I, yeah, that's I what I'm trying to say. They were they were really surprised. They were like, "This movie's actually yeah. making money." It's uh, Aronofsky, right? Yeah, Aronofsky. Yeah. Aronofsky. Um, I, I think he's an amazing filmmaker, and yet I just find that he is. Uh, I'm trying to think of how I can put this nicely. I think for a majority, very very populist kind of filmmaker, he's putting himself more and more in that like he's in not even an auteur but an artiste. Like he makes yes. films that are, and, and I'm not saying I necessarily see it, but I can see Wait, other people saying. Think he makes pretentious shit. Pretentious shit for oh, the sake of being pretentious. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, no, but, I, but I, for I, the sake of being pretentious, I definitely disagree. I think a movie like like Tar that came out this year is pretentious in the way where it's making itself ambiguous to the point where hey. If you don't, it's telling you if you don't ask questions, you're an idiot. Right. You don't know how to watch movies. Requiem for a Dream, this movie, even Mother is some pretentious fucking shit. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a movie like this and Requiem for a Dream, the hits mm-hmm. and Black Swan, right. right? These are straightforward narratives about jealousy, about singular emotions, about right. addiction. And these are not pretentious movies. They are realist. And that's all just surreal fucking shit. It, 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 it's, it's really fun in a way where it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't punch down in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, in terms of uh, asking questions. Wait, so listen to this. On a 
Three million dollar budget. It made eleven million. It's great. actually I actually saw thirteen on uh, on worldwide. So mm-hmm. it's like you know what I mean. It's like it's made. Oh, it's almost made a uh, quadruple its money. Like that's yeah. that's that's all you could hope for. Well, for a movie let's like let's that. let's put it this and way. And that's before I, VOD. I hope that it's going to be good advertising for Frazier because he has a lot of money he needs to catch he, up on. He, he, in a he's going to be in a movie uh, that is on the most anticipated list for twenty twenty three. Is he starring in it, or is he uh, just going to be in uh, it? Well, it has a, it's uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's a, okay. it's a massive cast. Yeah. He's he, one of the yeah. many people. I, I'm going to reiterate the point. He needs to make some money, okay? Because he he lost out a lot because of the... the, the Golden Globes and all well, that. Well, the whole situation I had with whatever he was, blackballed, this and that. Um but well, also he's been working though. He's I don't think financially... He's been working, but well, he hasn't other, been a star. Other people were blackballed because he wouldn't do stuff. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. All right, all right, Tar. No, no, listen. It's the it's the year it's the year of the come up. Him and uh will short round Kihu Kwan. Oh I mean it's, all right, Alex. it's the year of the come up. But my ten my ten is funny pages. Oh Owen Klein's directorial debut. You only you'll know him because he's the little kid from Squid and the Whale, Jesse Eisenberg's little brother. But he made a movie about a guy, played by Daniel Zargardi. He's a high schooler who had a traumatic event. And he quit high school to pursue a career in comic book cartooning and making funny pages. Exactly. Mm. He loves like Dick Tracy and all that type of early comedic stuff. You really can't tell what decade it's in. It's got that A24 grainy 90s style where like Mm. very not usual actors like they had an uncut gems are starring in it. And you're kind of like, oh, this is really throwing me for loop because none of these guys are movie stars. And that's what makes the movie kind of cool because it's in its own insular like New Jersey, Trenton kind of bubble. Really cool. Check it out. A24. It's one of their gems. I, I just saw it uh, the other day. Alex showed it to me. I thought it was great. It's use of uh, what, what is it? What is it that they keep talking about? Uh, what do you mean? In the beginning, what does he say? It's all about subversion. It's all about subversion. Is well, yeah. If you look at them, if you watch the movie, realize that the first scene is telling a story about what the entire movie is about. You think it's a oh coming of age inspiring story about a teen who risks it all and gets it all, but that's really not. That's what it not is. at okay. all, and it's constantly play, playing on what you think this movie's going to be. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the catalyst of. Uh, of nihilism yeah. and but stuff also, like that. Also, for like a first time, first time super young director's first film on a nothing budget, phenomenal. I cannot wait to see where this kid goes. Just he felt in. like this combination of Bombac meets uh, the Safties, and I'm just, I'm just really excited to see where he goes from here. It'd be pretty cool. All right, what do we got, uh, John? You're at nine. Nine. All right, nine. Uh, again, we're still in for me. My just fun movies. Oh, I get uh, name the movie. It's a uh, prey. Oh, love Not even, prey. Didn't right. even think about did, it for a second. Didn't make my list. All right, it didn't like, think about film. it. All right, didn't even think about that's, it. That's fine. Yeah, it was whatever. Predator fights a bear. What else can you ask for? It was some fun scenes yeah. overall. Left a lot of it. Left it on the table in terms of like movies that I'm thinking about for a long period. It's an action thriller. So, Great. So, we have like 50 of them every year. Okay. So why 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 did it get on my list? All right. Number one, um, I thought. Um, the casting was really great. I liked Abner Am- uh, Amber Midthunder. Thunder. Um, great name. You've ever seen her? Uh, she was on Legion. Really good. Really, really good. Saw on Legion. Twelve people saw um, that. The 
<laughs> I like the Legion. You didn't watch Legion? Uh, you John, were John, two John, of twelve. John. Yeah, we're two of twelve okay. here. Like no, nobody watched. Like like right. I, I got my I got my boy Isaac to see like the first season. He's like, all right, but I'm not going back. Like I'm not keeping up with that. Uh, first season of Legion I thought was great, but anyway, um, no, I thought number one. Okay, so. Personal for me, I'm a big fan of the Predator, Predator franchise. Uh, it's been disappointment after disappointment in dealing with this franchise for ages. Honestly, if I really had to say what the last good Predator movie was, it would have been Predator 2. Predator 1. Even Before hey, Prey. Before Prey was Predator yeah. 1. And um, so seeing them not just uh, uh, make a successful Predator movie, but also, I think, find a winning formula to keep this franchise alive. They just go back to a cool time period. Exactly. You know, um, oh yeah, I could just see a million Predator movies just taking place. Yeah, everybody wants to see like Shogun Japan. You know? Yeah, um, I thought they did some really new, innovative uh, changes to it. It would have been very easy just to take that formula and just sort of say, okay, now we're going to have you know all the same lines from the previous films and just connect these you Nazis know, fan versus service, Predator. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I just thought it was exquisite. It almost reminded me in some ways. I thought also oh, the cinematography was excellent, and it looked it looked like Revenant if if it had been you know DiCaprio versus a Predator. Yeah, if Revenant <laughs> if Revenant was like three quarters minus its budget, maybe. Yeah, yeah come on. You watch that first scene of Revenant when the uh, Native Americans are after them, mm-hmm. and you're on the edge of your seat because you think the Native Americans are after you. Right, well, I will on. say I watched this with my daughter, and she found all of the the suspense that was built into it. I mean, I had seen it, I think, two times before how, that. How many times have you seen Prey? I've seen Prey probably about three or four times. Oh, no. you know. John, there's a you haven't seen Tara once, so you've seen like you could just be watching food. Naruto. Yeah, John. yeah, yeah. Really, you should be just watching Naruto. You, you know what? Honestly, it's the fact that uh, it's on Hulu, so I can just watch it whenever so, I want. So, so is Naruto. No, Naruto's on Netflix. Uh, even easier. Yeah, yeah. It also may be on Hulu as well. But I think Shippuden's on. Uh, all right, look, we get back to your Just to let you know, I have a hard time following TV shows that have more episodes than the nightly news. You're saying Naruto? Yes. But there's filler. All right, so you're already out of <laughs> yeah, the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. You, you don't even know what you're talking about. What do you about. got? What's your name, Fred? All right. All right, so my number nine, uh, great film. Just name the movie. Great, all right, Triangle of Sadness. Yeah, that's we could talk about it now. It's fine. Uh, is it God, on your is, list? Did you even see that movie, John? I did. Is it on it, your list? It's on my list. Did you like it? Oh, I, I oh did yeah, it's like, on the list. He okay. liked it. It's, okay. on, it's on the list. Should I? Should I hold it? We're talking about it right uh, now. You, you can talk, can talk about, about it. Now. Talk about all it. All right, we're talking about it. So this movie is takes place over three parts. Uh, I love how the movie just progressively gets like further in on its themes. You don't realize how much of a story this is about men versus women and gender dynamics. And the further you go, the more you see. And by the end of this movie, we're just like killing each other. And it's it's great stuff. Um, really made me think. A uh, foreign director, I think it's his first English language film. Ruben Osland. Yeah, Ruben Osland of... Uh, the, the Square. Force Majeure. Yeah, Force Majeure in the Square. Yeah. Uh, love this film. Solid in theaters. I really just never really knew what was going to happen next. What was your, what was your, what were your guys' favorite acts of the three? I, I do Ruben. think I prefer, I love the, the final act of the film. But yeah. uh, I know you, aren't you a first act guy? I kind of did like the first act. 
I'm, in, I'm, I'm into more intimate films these days anyways, right? Like, I, I do like what they're doing with this, like, large scope of characters and the role reversal of of, of the... Gender dynamics no, no, and all the that. Class, the, class of, yeah. the class role reversal. Because if you look at the, the ship itself, mm-hmm. right, the top people are the billionaires and whatever, and then you have the, the second class, which are all white people, and they're working on the ship, and they are telling the people who are all minorities, usually South Asian and mm-hmm. African-Americans and Africans working on the bottom of the ship. And they roll over that entirely where this woman who has the only one who's left from the surviving ship who has actual life skills and can start a fire and catch a fish and she's mm-hmm. left to control it. And you know what? She plays the same game they do at the end of the day mm-hmm. and that kind of roll over us. So where, hey, these are all people making decisions at the end of the day. Well, I think, I think, so I put it, uh, should I say where I put it? I might as well. Yeah, yeah you say where you put it. Yeah, yeah, I put it on my fourth. It's oh, my, my, that's... Wait, what was your favorite act two? Oh, we would have uh, held that. Act, it was tied between two and three. So you the, weren't a fan of one. I wasn't a fan of one. I thought Although, one, was one was fine. You need You think one, it was an age thing? You no, weren't a fan was, of one? It was. I mean, look, we're, we're talking about almost two distinct movies, right? The, the second one is just this kind of gross out satire, right? I mean, when, when the ship gets flooded with feces, it's just hysterical. It's sad and pathetic, but it's hysterical. Uh, the second one, though, I think performs that critique of class and capitalism and gender roles the third one the third one uh exquisitely and i think the part of the critique that makes it lays it so bare is when the uh the i think she's south asian i can't remember her name but i know she was nominated yeah just oh yeah people people want her to get that best uh sporting actress you know and um but where she basically is saying you know i do x y and z should i not get extra benefits you know, and being that extra benefit as access to this guy's body. Yeah. You know, and I think what what's intru- what I like about it is that it takes a lot of things that we think of as common sense and it lays it bare. And it also lays it bare in such a way that you have you're forced to say, you know, how much different are we than, you know, our, our, our ancestors 200, 300 years ago in terms of enslaving people and committing acts of just you know, horrendousness, you know, because we all have that kind of, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. Shouldn't I be entitled to such and such? Yeah. Even if that thing you think you're entitled to is horrific. Yeah, yeah. the actress we're talking about is Dalton Leon. She's a... Dolly, uh, Dolly De Leon. De, De, you couldn't say these things better than me. She's from the Philippines. Uh, okay. I would love to see her in more stuff. I, mm. I don't think I've ever seen her before this, but she was just... Mm. Knockout performance. Yeah, I hope she doesn't go the way of the the. the MCU. No, I hope she doesn't go the way of the you know I am the captain now guy. Ah, yeah, who was in roles nothing. for a year. Well, you know, here's here's the, the and and this goes right to the point of the of the show, right? She the gets her of the movie. She gets her chance in the sun because it's like the the this unique situation, and she only gets her chance to do it because of who she is, her background, right? Because of her race and 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 the signifiers of her race, right? What they call like non-traditional looking people yeah. or whatever. Like the A24 Uncut like, Gems like sort of situation. Yeah. Like literally, what's his name? The guy you just mentioned from Captain Phillips. Yeah. Right? These are the roles we don't put people They're real in people. Those, right, exactly. You know, I mean, look, and the fact is, they're only in this picture because this guy is European and he's used to making European films where you can actually cast people who look like normal people. Right, I mean, you know? Josh and Benny Softy's first film 
they actually like they worked hard to not use real actors. That was kind of the whole point right. of the movie. And they just like we're gonna use real people, and they use real right. people, and that was freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, but the fact is though is that in terms of your success and becoming a star in Hollywood, you can only get those roles so far, right? It's like yeah. How many of those kind of people go on to okay, like? Okay, but okay, but know. all these people who you think are movie stars, the only reason they look as good as they do is because they have boatloads of money. Yeah, and a guy, a guy who's kind of talked to me that is Kumal Nanjiani. He's like, I was getting okay roles, but then, you know, when I put the money and the time into looking great, I got a, it's a whole other class of roles I get towards me. Like, and he literally says, you know, I used to work on stuff with people. He's like, oh, you literally have this job because you look, because you're a good looking white dude. And he's, and he's now really surprised because, you know, because now he's jacked. Mm. He's like, oh shit, I got all these roles that getting offered to me. He didn't realize you just, you literally, you look that way. They'll give you this about Well, let's, let's be clear, though, right? And, and here's where um, I want to be very clear. My limitations in terms of describing these things, whatever, so I don't mean to offend or whatever. But who are you offending? Like, who are you, who are you I don't know. Offended? I don't know. Our listeners. Our listeners are, our listeners are fine. <laughs> don't you yeah. advertise in Snowflake Weekly? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but on the real, though, like, like the, the issues of... So, Camille Nanjiani, right? He's, he's a good-looking guy. Even when he wasn't jacked up, he's still a pretty good-looking guy. And we've come in a place Does he look good outside Hollywood. of TV? But, but like, there are like certain things There are certain things in terms of Hollywood, in terms of, of where if you look a certain way. So, for instance, going back to Captain Phillips, if you are very, very dark-skinned, typically you're not given a shot. In America. In America. And for, uh, what's her name from... Dolly Delian. Right. If you are too short, if you're kind of chubby, if you're, you know, Filipina, you're not even given a shot. You know, particularly for Asian women. If you don't look like Lucy Liu, you know, or Michelle Yeoh, you're not even given any screen time. And so even Michelle Yeoh, she had to claw right. her away. But I just want to be clear. Parts. We're not talking just about a Camille Nanjiani, oh, we'll work out and I'll get my body jacked, even though as problematic as that is. Yes. It's just, we don't care how jacked you are. If you fit in some categories, we're not even putting you on T. On, on, well, you on think it. like uh, some of your, I know a film is going to be on your list later. Like you think, you think some of the RRR guys can get uh, can get roles these days? You think they could get on a role in the man. By the way, film. you think any of those guys are getting roles that they're not completely jacked? I mean, here, and like great looking dudes. Well, no, I no. Look, look at yeah, those beards. Look at those beards in our. This is everywhere. This isn't just Hollywood. Yeah, this isn't just America. Right? No. Right. I, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. If you want that, the. But I think this is the the question that that triangle of sadness is is asking us to face. Right? Well, it's that, like. We're, Put, you know. no, put in the situation of Dalla De Leon, will we all make the same choices? Well, here's That's one, the question. Right, but of course it's a satire that's played out. Because one of the things, I watched it with my wife, right? And we're there, we're watching it, and then she goes to like, find, you know, to, to, to catch whatever the fish is, you know? And I was like watching, I'm like, you know, if, if this was a situation, just out of curiosity the type of person I am, I'm going to go and follow her and be like, oh, how are you doing this? Yeah. Like, I want to learn how well, to save myself. The whole thing is that everybody else that was shipwrecked are all on a higher class. and right. they've, they, never, they don't, they've never had to do that. But they, they also never, don't see her on the same like level of them right. intellectually. Well, that's, but that's because it goes, those two things cement one another, right? It's like you don't even think about doing it because those people, those people are supposed to do it. And when it's like, oh, they're not supposed to do it anymore, it's like, good, your brine just fizzles out, you know. All right. Uh, Fred, eight. I just, I just gave you my number my number nine. Was that nine? That was my number nine. Now I think it's your number nine. My number nine. All right. What do I got? Uh, what do I got? Nine. Nope. Oh! Really? Why? Wow. Whoa! I, I, didn't I didn't think it was 
was going to even be on the top yeah. 10. What? I had to put Nope on there as the achievement as it was. It was it was an incredible film. And looking back on it, every single scene was working towards its overall message against Hollywood and against the way we treat people who are in the spotlight and the camera. It was a really fucking awesome movie and also scared the crap out of me several times. This is the highest I've ever heard him talk about Nope. I know. This is is a shock. Nope's a good good movie. Alex, you were like, ugh, no. I don't know. It's fine. You were like, meh. I was a little disappointed. It's like you talking about Dune. You're like, eh. Dune will never be as high as Nope. (laughs) No, Dune, what am I, reading a book? What is this, Fleischman is in trouble? It's all like, (laughs) Position. I mean, come on. No, I, there's a problem with there. But Nope's fucking just awesome filmmaking. And hats off to Jordan Pill. My main issue is I could have been scared a little bit more. The thing is, that's all expectations for me is my main issue with Nope. Mm-hmm. Right? Coming off of uh, Get Out and Us, like, I'm expecting to be royally fucked up in my head, scared the entire movie. And I'm just like, no, it's a fucking token to my eyes. Like, whatever, every single shot that I'm seeing in the movie is incredible. Watching that in the IMAX was just incredible. Incredible. Right, but uh, at the end of the day, awesome fucking movie. Yeah, it yeah. deserves to be nine on the list, yeah. no doubt in my mind. I, I thought about it actually about putting it on my list. It's not on my list at all. Yeah, Sam. Um, and, Racist and, much? And, and, <laughs> yeah, I mean, honest. I'm looking at my list. Some white ass films. I'm yeah. not. I'm not even gonna. I bet, lie. You, I bet Atlanta's not even on your TV list. No, Atlanta's Atlanta. All right, good stuff. But um, but the, the the problem with me was um, I'm trying to think. I wouldn't say it's necessarily because it was. Uh, incoherent as much as it was unbalanced. I felt that there were which was originally my main issue with the film. Yeah, I feel like the ending just took too long to get there. Um, and also, I, I really did not like the way that ending was situated. Like, I get it with the camera by the well, and I mean, there's, there's. I feel like it's one of those things on paper. It sounds like it's going to be good, but it didn't play out that well with me. So um, I just, I just. I've thought about the movie so much that I think I have to put on this list. The movie that I yeah. think about constantly six months yeah. after its release yeah. deserves to be number nine. I, I, that's the yeah. thing. When I rewatch the film, I just all my thoughts kind of disappear. Right, I'm not, I didn't rewatch it. I I will say this. Number one, I'm glad that somebody put this on the list. Yeah, I really am happy. Yeah. Like somebody needs to talk about you this know. movie. And and when it does hit, like the scenes where like the alien is eating people, I just thought was something like I'd never seen before. The 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 gravity, the emotional was it was there. You know, it just it didn't hold me through it the entire process, the entire way. There was just too many points. When they're it was doing like, the show and they got the the horse trapped and oh, yeah. the cloud really fast just comes yeah. in and out of nowhere. I, I also would say though, I, and now that I think about it, if they gave Stephen Yoon a nomination for that, I would, I would Steven be Stephen okay. Yoon is he just, was the best performance out of that movie. I'm, I keep waiting for him. Do you think he should lead a show? Should he just be doing more movies? I just, I don't know. I think I think his agents are great. Minari was a really good movie. Minari was a phenomenal. He got the Oscar nod for that, right? Yeah. Um, I believe so, right? And this was a really good next step. I'm sure he. I'm sure whatever you do is going to lead something. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's a young guy, and uh, I just want to give a shout out to. Uh, and my God, I don't even know if I remember the name. I think it's called Mayhem. It was. Uh, it Mayhem. Sh- you mean Shutter the guy Excluder. from thir- from Thirty Rock? No, no. It starts Stephen Yoon. The Allstate commercials. No, Mayhem. No, no. no. <laughs> oh, okay, no, fine. I, I, but it's the one where he's uh, he's been fired, but there's like this drug that makes people murderous, and he's trapped in an office building. I think. Margot Robbie's in it, or not, or Samara Weaving. I always get the two of them mixed up. Um, 
But it's it's pretty good. It's on Shutter. If you ever want to check it out, great great movie. All right, what's your number eight? eight? You gotta speed this up. Number eight is Pearl. Yeah, well, I think pretty soon, even though you just said Pearl, I think pretty soon a lot of our movies are going to be very much the same. That's fine. Pearl was uh, a bore. I couldn't even sit there. I love Pearl. I, I, I love did Pearl. not love the uh, the musical, at, like the Wizard of Oz meets... Me and John so. saw together in the theater. I liked X Had a, a great time. Mm-hmm. Listen, I thought X was one step away from being like on, my, on this list. Pearl was like... Eh, it was okay. You know, I I didn't love the musical aspect of it because yeah. I'm not a musical guy. I think at the end of the day, that's that's literally only one scene. There's no more music in the whole rest of the film. It's like the first thirty minutes of the movie no. is like a musical. It's it's it is could be wrong. Mia Goff. Yeah, you're definitely right. Mia Goff. Mia Goff. Mia Goff. It's it's uh, her X movie and now also yeah. again again wife to. Yeah. Uh, uh, LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Who's married to Shia LaBeouf? She, she, do, she married him, divorced him, and now is remarried. Oh, Mia Goth? Yeah, Mia Goth. Oh, no <laughs> way. Yeah, he's on that, he's on the real ones, John Bernthal yeah. podcast. Mm. But um, he has beef against John Bernthal? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, John Bernthal he, is he, great. He hates Shia all this talk. He is, hates all this talk yes. also, like, who's married to who? Oh, I don't care about it at all. Yeah, I know. I just, I find it interesting, mm. though. So. I, I like but, it if it, like, impacts the yeah. art. Like, now that Greta Gerwig and Noah Bombach are together and they make oh, all this yeah. I would love to see them do a movie though together, LaBeouf and Yagoff. They probably probably got similar acting. Don't know what their relationship is like at all. John, fact is, and and, and this is why, I'll just put it this way. The reason I took it is because I think it's one of the best performances of the year by any any actor. Yagoff? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I thought her performance in X was like, okay, I think there could have been 20 other actresses who could have done that. I don't think they could have done both in X. They couldn't have done the old lady, maybe. They couldn't have done the old lady and her simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot she was the old lady. That's You're the right. whole thing. When you uh, people didn't realize that, I'm like, oh no, she's playing both in that movie. All right, we're going to my number eight. Yes, sir. I don't know if this is on anyone else's. Can list. I guess what it is? Yeah, I want to hear. Ambulance. No. Wait, wait. You wish, John? You like the ambulance? I like the ambulance. That's all right, it. What I, is all right, it? We'll talk about ambulance later. Armageddon time. Oh yeah, Armageddon time was good. I love Armageddon Time. Didn't I see it. Don't really know anything about it. So Armageddon Time is this time. Who's this the director? Movie. Oh, um, James Gray. James Gray. So it's this movie about uh, James this, Gray. Like, this, it's a movie literally about James Gray's Growing life. Up in Queens. No, this is, this mm. is, I'm not a big fan of the Fablemans. I'll take uh, Armageddon Time over the Fablemans any day. And uh, this is really a, a movie about James Gray's life, uh, him grow, him being a kid in the 80s. In Queens. And, in Queens. And him being in between, him being middle class, him being in between, like, the, the super lower class of African-American communities and the super rich Trump-like class. And there's a literal uh, Trump in this movie uh, with... Um, uh, basically, the head of the new school he ends up going to is uh, is basically owned by uh, Trump Sr. And uh, they're kind of really dealing with that throughout the whole movie. Literally, uh, when he first goes to this new school, the uh, one of the people that's talking is uh, one of the members of the Trump family, who used to be Secretary of State or of the Treasury. And Trump's like white. It's mother, maybe. No, 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 it's like it's like his aunt or something. I think. I think it's like his aunt or something in the movie. But what's really, it was just so amazing is the way that this film 
is tackling this idea of, you know, should you should you stay on the seams and the edges of society and slowly rise to the top? Should you make a big deal about what you see going on around you to other communities and fight for them? It's really asking these questions and it's asking from very different directions, you know, because you have this, uh, you have the grandpa played by um, Hannibal. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Sure. Like, like he's he's like, yeah, you should stand up for the little guy, but not at your own expense, because you gotta rise to the top. And it's it's asking questions. Well, it's a coming of age story yeah, about like yeah. a twelve year old kid growing up in Queens yeah, and in New York in the eighties. Also, 80s. I think it's just so well shot. It's immaculate. I think the script is just there. You got Jeremy uh, Jeremy Strong and Aunt, um, and Anne Hathaway playing the husband and wife. They both get moments to shine. I. I loved this movie. You don't really get a lot of stuff like this, and I really wanted to give it a time to shine on my list. Yeah, as as a member of the Jewish class, you know. <laughs> no, listen, it, the, all these movies that are like very loosely Jewish, which is great for ninety nine percent of the population, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. But when you're in that less than one percent, like me, like it just doesn't do it as much because this is already a part of my everyday life. So whatever, like. I thought the Favelmans did a better job at showing the the Jewish non-Jewish. I know. We'll, we'll get into our, my whole Favelmans argument when you get there. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was a good movie. I, I, I thought, it was, again, like one step away from being on this list, like another elevated approach to it. It's from the POV of this 12-year-old kid. And they do a good job with the POV. I, I think they do phenomenal. I thought the kid actor was just great. I, I realize you thought it did a good job. You put it on the list. You know, yeah. put it on the list. All That'd right. a great movie. I'm up right. eight. Yep. Black phone. Oh, it's, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Did, Black did, phone. Didn't get a chance to see it. Wanted to see it. That's okay. It's you said Stephen King's son wrote King, this. Uh, Joe Hill. He's Stephen King's son. He's Stephen where's King's where's son. the King name? He he wanted to be. He wanted to be his, his, own man. his own man. But he's never gonna be his own man because we have the internet. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of I, when they advertise it, they're not advertising as Stephen King's son. That's because he probably didn't want it to be advertised. Yeah, no, I'm saying he's got Nosferatu. That he, Wait, he, 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 wrote. he wrote the new Nosferatu? Not the the story that's based on is is him. The one that's coming out this this no, year? No, no, the the TV show. Oh, the show the one okay. with Zeremy. Uh, I, I know what you're talking about. That's with uh, Siler. Siler. Zachary Quinto. Yeah, yeah. He plays uh, Nosferatu. Got canceled. Looking forward yeah, to it. Got canceled, canceled after two seasons. Uh, Damn, good never game. gonna watch AMC. it. Never watching yeah. it. Um, no, I'm mean, <laughs> sort of excited to see AMC. it. So never watching it. <laughs> now listen, the movie was really good. It was pretty much Stephen King telling a story, except apparently Stephen King's son. I would. You don't even need. It's I would. It's the most straightforward story of the right. year. It's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, it does everything perfectly. This kid who cannot stand up for himself. He's being bullied by people at school. He's being bullied by his abusive father. So he's put in a situation where he has to stand up for himself when he's kidnapped by Ethan Hawke, who's a serial killer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just fucking awesome. Every mm -hmm. single scene. And all the different kids who have been killed before all lend their ghostly hand through a phone mm -hmm. with the wire that's already cut. And it's really cool. And you're just building up this process of eventually he beats the guy, right? Obviously. And there you go. John, what's your number seven? Nine Let's number get seven going. Let's get going. Is, uh, Puss in Boots. Last oh, one. Puss God, in that's Boots. Not, that's what are like, you talking okay. about? Wait, wait, did Puss in Boots come out this year? Uh, yes, technically. Technically yeah. came out in 2022? Yeah, came out in 2022. This is like movie. such recency bias, and you this know This is like it. the definition okay, of just okay. like, I had a fun time, and they stole okay. from Attack on Titan. Again, recent, yes, they did. But, um... 
I think it's the same studio I did Spider-Verse. No, not at all. Not DreamWorks. At all. This is the guys who did Shrek. Okay. But no, but the animation. DreamWorks. Oh, I don't this know. They, so, changed, they no. changed the style. They no, absolutely it's, changed it's, the style. It's, it's, this was made by DreamWorks. It's, it's also made by DreamWorks. Listen, they could, they, have, they could have hired guys from the set. I'm but telling you they didn't, though. Look, the, you have no idea what animators they hired? They're not hiring animators because all the guys are busy working on Into the Spider-Verse 2 and 3. They don't got time to they be They could have had six they months have, free. They did not have six months. We have, they've been working on this movie for years. Uh, I, go on, go on. John, you like this movie because you're eight no. years old. No, go on. <laughs> I like this movie. Well, no, 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 no. no. Because I am eight years well, old. Well, also, you, know, you having kids had to affect your viewing of this. Um, It did, and, and the kids liked it, but I was um really, excuse me, blown away by the animation, blown away by the, the heart of the story. Um, it, it, I thought, was very deeply affecting the idea of... That, what, what is the story about? And the funny thing is, it's not a very kid-friendly story, right? It's about age. It's about mora- mortality, about right? Death. Of death. Oh, and by the way, the the whoever did the voice of the wolf, one I, of the best I believe it's Christian villains. Slater. I'm not Christian no, Slater no, by a long no, shot. I looked it up. I don't really. I'm not familiar with the actor. Um, but that was one of the best villainous roles. Wagner Mora. Yeah, for this year. I mean, when he he was. Like, for me, genuinely frightening. It felt like I was getting Terminator vibes in the sense of, like, he's not going to quit. He's going to keep coming after you. When you know? Puss is uh, talking to him in the bar and his hair kind of mm-hmm. puffs up and you're you're scared yourself. Because yeah. this whole character you've been watching who has been fucking up mountains as a little cat is terrified. Yeah. You are, yeah. too. And you just kind of realize that... Uh, this guy who's been getting drunk and going town to town, he's not really enjoying his life so much anymore. And he's he literally is on his last legs at the bar. There's eight shots, and at the at the eighth one, they're like last call. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of awesome symbolism and Mulaney and a cricket. I could watch that yeah. all day. Oh yeah, Mulaney yeah. and the cricket are the MVPs of that whole movie, mm-hmm. no doubt. Comedy was on point, action was on point, animation yeah. on point, puss on point. There we go, yeah. Fred Seven. All right, so. Uh, there was a time in the year. This was much higher on the list. Name the movie. But uh, I loved Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies higher, but let's do it. Where was it on yours? It's on five for me. Yeah. Um, bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Just a great tale about uh, what are we? We're between Gen Z and millennial. This is a Gen Z horror film. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, but it's also just about, you know, I kind of, the way I look at this movie, it's like, uh, leave, the, leave the gun take the phone like the worst weapon at our disposal is this phone and the way that we are like social killing, media the way yeah. social media is killing us and the idea you know it's we're hurting ourselves there is no external there's no external villain in this film it is the, these group of people hurting themselves in every way imaginable and it is so good. I can really see me and a bunch of friends going to going just like somewhere for a weekend, and this actually happened. Yeah. Hurricane party. I, I would not be surprised if this kind of nonsense happened. You seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, wasn't on my list. Um, how'd you, how did you good. feel about it? I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it a lot. Pete Davidson, I think, is is Phenom. phenomenal <laughs> in it. Like, but but at the same point, like he's playing Pete Davidson. So yeah. It's like, okay. Pete Davidson is is honestly one of my favorite working actors. Yeah. <laughs> One it, second, one second. Let's just take three of his movies and people watch them. Be awesome. Big time adolescence. 
King of Staten Island and this. Again, he's playing the same people, but mm-hmm. he is just really good. It's hard to convey emotion, whether or not you're playing the same character or not. He does it really well. But yeah. just just real quick, I would say that this is, even as crazy as because we're in the middle of a Scream sort of revival, and yet I think this is this generation Scream. Um, I, I don't think, think it's as popular. It's not as popular, no. Although, who knows how it will be in the future? Because well, I can see this as making of a cult hit. I, I think it has um, two actors in it that will be big stars. Pete's already a huge. Oh, I'm talking about two of the two of the women. There's that uh, Rachel uh, Senton. Uh, not Sen- even close Sen- to her name. How do you say it? Sen. S E N N O T T. Senate. Dyslexia, baby. Um, it's her and. Uh, from, from a girl from a TV show. Meharrell, I, I don't know. Is 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 she going to be a huge star? She, I think I think she does an amazing that job. That doesn't in mean industry she'll be a huge and star. She, and she does a great job in this movie. I thought the whole cast just killed it. Also, the does fact, that equate big star though? I, I I think they could be big stars. Yeah. Well, I think going back to what I was saying because we're talking about like what makes something a cult hit, and I think if if somebody becomes big out of it, it gets brought back in and it gets critical. Like, I was just watching uh, like um, Rock and Rolla the other day, and you're like, all these people after this movie came out became huge. You nerds. know, I just realized the guy who plays Rock and Rolla, the main character, is that the guy from um, which main character? Because there's Gerard Butler. The one who's the Rock and Rolla. That's um, that's Toby Kebbell from uh, from our show. We like Servant. from Servant. Servant. It yeah. is from Servant. Yeah, it is right? the guy yeah, from okay. Servant. Wow, what a big that. star. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was more talking about Idris. I was talking about like Idris Elba's in that movie. Yeah, but that movie uh, is an action film. Yeah, right? also you got. How often uh, are we gonna get Gen Z horror films like this? Yeah. I mean, listen, the movie Which made I money think, again. Is the reason why it will become a cult? Yeah, because there's not there's not gonna be a lot of stuff like this. Yeah. That's fine. Let's yeah. go on my seven Fablemans. Oh, the Fablemans. Okay, calm down. You're Rick. like shut up. Spielberg's Ooh. 2022. <laughs> semi-biographical I, I film. I like that we both had our, like, uh, for our number sevens, we both had our, uh, like, directors telling their, their story as a child. Yeah, that is, that's a good, that's a good call right there, but I, I really, I had a fucking awesome time in the theater. I had a ethereal time just watching. You coming out of that movie, I thought it was going to be your number one, honestly. The, the amount you were hyping up the Fablemans. I, I typed ten movies on that I thought were the best, and I really haven't touched it since, to be honest with you. I, I think I worked on the TV list a little bit more, but the, the movie list, I'm like, you know what? This seems like a good three. Boom. Put it on the three. If we're being honest, like I didn't put so much time because I thought if I put too much time in this, there's going to be no point. Yeah, you're just going to spend because I've been making my list since uh, since the beginning of 2022. I, I, I've been slowly yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. on my list. I put 10 movies on a list that I thought were the best movies. Okay, Fabians is fucking awesome. Ethereal, Judd Hirsch's 10 Minutes is awesome. Oh, Judd Hirsch. I don't think there's that much to say other than Spielberg directing the crap out of a movie. The young Spielberg who played him should be nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Best Actor. Best yeah. Actor, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. But he's not supporting. Have you seen Fableman's Giant? I have not yet. Okay, so check it out. I'm not going to say too much about it. Uh, what do you What do you got at six? Okay, number six. I have Triple R. Oh, Triple I've R. I've literally okay. The problem is I've only seen like clips of this movie. Yeah, I, I really I totally agree with your call to put it that high. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be your number one. I, I thought it was going to be two. So here's the funny thing. Up until I think Avatar, I wasn't even thinking about putting this on the list. 
And then Avatar's so bad, you're like, this needs to be high. Not even that, but it started me thinking but, about. But am I right about that, Avatar? That, that, yeah, and, pretty and, much. And another another movie, uh, uh, which I can't mention just yet. But the idea of when we talk about cinema, you know, we often talk about the dramatic performances and yeah. we talk about the plot, but the idea of the action film and the fun film and the entertainment film and just and triple r brings all of that in spades where it's just every single scene every single minute you're just left in astonishment at what these actors and the director are, are, are putting in front of you and it's so silly and it's so much joy and it's just so much fun and people talk about spectacle and avatar and the fact is like look you know, with with a little bit of disrespect toward James Cameron, because I just watched Aliens recently, and I was like, "Where is this James Cameron? Um, where's T two? Where's, where's yeah. T two? One of the greatest movies ever made. Where's yeah. uh, a bunch of orderlies licking Sarah Connor? Yeah, like it's 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 just. Uh, uh, but but you know where it is? It's in Triple R. Everything that I love. It's not about in Triple R. And more. Everything is a triple. Triple R is the antithesis to like David Fincher. Like, no, it's it's a it's a pleasant, nice movie that is tackling some really hard stuff, but it does it in a really nice way. Right, and, and that's the thing. And it does it by just overloading the senses on everything. Oh yeah, from the few you know. scenes you've shown me, it just feels like just complete sensory overload. Yeah. Uh, I think that in a theater would really yeah. hit even harder. And and just in terms of the director and cinematographer, it never gets that Michael Bay like I'm lost in the action. I can't see no everything even even their 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 abusive use of of slow motion Mm. never offended me yeah but i don't like a good chunk hour of that movie just the small little little scenes where they are trying to build up character that all the character stuff that i like happens in the big set pieces and in the action right I, i really don't need it's just too long right it's I way mean, too long and the fact is is that that's something that we as American viewers we have a very which is in some ways arbitrary right like I don't know why movies for us is 90 minutes but you go you know like, why go ahead. We, we, we know why because we want constant momentum constant action moving there is again there's no one right way to make a movie right. if you enjoy a movie enjoy it like people love heat that's three hours and that's more than just an action film right but the idea of hey, sell a movie ninety minutes, you're in, you're out, fucking awesome, right? Again, that's just the way that screenwriters have been just writing. But I'm just saying, it's like in terms of Bollywood and Nollywood movies, those are regularly like two, two and a half, three hour movies, and audiences are like, okay, and you, you just that's what you know what they probably are right to get the story across. You can cut mm-hmm. out an hour, but movies are more than just a story. Right. It's more than just a beginning, a middle, and end. Right. But regardless of it, it's just and and I'll, I'll tell you, like I've seen it probably in total. Three Three times, but I've, I think only once have I seen it all the way through at one sitting. You know, it is a lot as an American, you know, uh, you know, guy I, to sit through it. But every time I watch it, if I just put on the scenes, if I watch it, it's just so enjoyable, so much you fun. You think about it, you know, a lot. As, yeah. as, as 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 RJ would say, this is why we go to the movies. This is why we go to the movies, baby. And and that really brings me to my next movie. I'm assuming Alex is going to wow. pause me on this. Barbarian, but. The Batman. Batman. Yeah, we can pause on Batman. Okay, we, I got, we, we can pause on the Batman. Yeah, we have should to. I, should, can I just go to my number five then? No, what you're at six right now. I'm at six. I'm at Triangle of Sadness six. We already talked about it. Yeah. John, what are you at? Uh, that was that was. Wait. What are you at? Five, five. Uh, okay, so Triangle of Sadness. So five. Oh, okay, so, so I can now go to my number five. You can go to your five now. Barbarian. Actually, no, that can't. 
Oh. John 5. Okay, whatever. Just, oh, yes, 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 five, five, five. Okay, good. I got, Barbarian. I got Barbarian. Awesome. Barbarian is a phenomenal film. You saw this movie, Jen? That, that's your five? That's yeah. my five. Okay, that is my four. That's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Let's yeah. talk about uh, it. Barbarian, I never knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. next. Kind of the whole sell of the movie. Barbarian is just a, it's crazy by a first-time director, this guy Craig, uh, no, not Craig Mason, uh, but um, this guy just- Zach Krager. Zach Krager just killed this movie. Every shot in this film is just perfect. Well, this is the antithesis to uh, RRR. Yes. Where you have 90 minutes in and out and everything matters. Right. Every single scene matters. There's not a frame wasted in this mm-hmm. film. And what I love is he's just like, you know, first we're going to we're gonna start off going to one direction. Then we're going to go to another direction. Then we're going to go another place. And I never know yeah. what is going to happen next. And also, I think it has my, my favorite performance of the year. Justin Long. Just, yeah, Justin Long's yeah. performance is just immaculate. Yeah. If there, if there was, a, if, if the Oscars were truly right, they would yeah. give this guy a best supporting actor. Well, yeah. they they have done stuff like that. But I don't. No, no one's given it to Barbarian. Listen, there really isn't much on his performance that's not already on the page. I think it's perfect casting. Do yeah. I think it's a performance that's worthy of awards? Yes. Yes. No, yes. I think it's yes. a script that's worthy of awards. Sure. I, but he. he I, I want to nominate for script yeah, and for. It's yeah. really good casting. Do I think? That he gives a performance that he that he couldn't have given without the script. I'm saying it's performance only he could have given. Yes, it's the performance I cannot think That's of. That's not what the other, awards though. Yeah, no, it's though. For your favorite performance. No, it's mm-hmm. the best performance. I think his performance is the best. I well, think, why is it the best? Because I don't know a single other actor that could do that. That could make me honestly believe in that moment. That after he pushes her off the bridge, he's genuinely like, oh, wait, he in his head, he makes himself believe that, oh, wait, no, I didn't push you. You basically jumped. Yeah. He makes himself believe it yes. in that moment. And I don't know another actor that can do that. You Let's listen, be, one second. You put Michael Sarah in that role? No. Yeah. No, I don't think Michael Sarah could do that role. Michael Sarah could do it. You put Jonah Hill in that role? No, not Jonah Hill. All these guys could fucking kill it. You, you, but here's the thing. There's something about the way he's able to be such a stereotype, but so authentic in doing it. Where because you know, you look at Jonah being... Hill. Jonah Hill is just over the top. Is it going to be enjoyable if Jonah Hill does it? Michael Sarah. Same thing with Michael Sarah. But Pete Davidson. Pete no, Davidson Pete might Davidson. be no, no. And even then, <laughs> no, because I won't believe that. Because yeah. that's the thing, Pete Davidson. I don't think he could do that mind game on himself. I think, he, I think he's yes. the master of gaslighting himself. What are you talking no, about? No, I think it's the opposite. I, I don't think no. Because I think I think, I think, I think whenever I see a performance, he always hates himself. Yeah, that's the thing. I think Justin Long, at all moments in this film, genuinely believes he is the guy in the right. Yeah. He is the good guy. He is the yeah. white savior. Yeah. And the whole point is that no, you are not. You are the white enemy. You are the bad guy of this film. He's the guy who punches his girlfriend and then looks at her and says, "Why did you make me do that?" Exactly. Okay. Right. I, 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 do, I just don't. I think other people could have done a very similar, yeah. if I not just, better role. Well, I just want to say, in terms of Pete Davidson, and this is why I think his performance in Buys, Buys, Buys is so great, because he's so self-conscious about him being a piece of shit. This is kind of the reason we like watching yes. him. You know, I'm a piece of shit and I want to do better, but I'm going to ultimately fail. With with uh, uh, Justin Long in this, he's like, I'm not a piece of shit. I've done some bad things in the past, but I'm sorry about it. I, I mean, honestly, you know, know, they weren't even that bad. You know, yeah. this thing is like... Well, that's the thing. When you really 
literally break him down like the scene where he's there with his boy and they're partying or whatever and he's talking about whatever this this sex scandal is and he's like look dude yeah I apologize but it wasn't really like she's talking about it or whatever like he justifies they all just, say no you know he equivocates yeah you, you, know? Know, you know they all say no till they say yes right. you know and I'm like I, that's I, not I, how it works I just think you get a guy like Christopher Mintz Plass in there. He's doing the same thing. Listen, maybe Justin Long does better. Maybe he doesn't. Thing is, I saw him in that uh, that movie that came out a few years With ago. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, the Carrie Mulligan movie, and I, we loved him. In that we movie. loved that movie, and I and don't. We loved we loved him in that movie. Yeah, we loved him, oh, movie, but uh, I don't think he'll. God, the one with uh, Bo Bo. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What was that called? I'll I'll find it. All. Doesn't matter. It was a great movie, though. It was, that was incredible. A really movie, Listen, yeah. but. Uh, I think all these guys could have pulled off a set. I loved him in that yeah. movie. Does he deserve a nomination the same way that Melissa McBride did for Bridesmaids? No. Melissa McCarthy. Means. Melissa McCarthy. And don't I, you hate Melissa McCarthy? It's Melissa It's yeah, McBride. Yeah, don't you hate her, though? I, I remember you. I don't people. hate her. I remember her. you used to hate her. I just, I just don't love some of the movies that everybody loves with her. Like Thief or whatever that movie is I like... Uh, Not Thief. That's, I like I like, it. I like the one where she's a spy. I like Spy. I, I really, love Spy. See, I didn't like Spy. Because I thought it was all of Jason Statham in that movie. Bateman. So. Jason Bateman. Statham. What's the, what's the one with her and Jason Bateman? That's there? Identity Thief. That's a bad movie. I didn't like her. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Spy, where she has to work alongside Statham to save the oh. world. That's See, funny people stuff. Love, people love Identity Thief, too. No, I don't like Identity Thief. That's garbage. All right, fine. Um, what are we at now? Uh, oh, I think it's your number five, So Alex? five is bodies, bodies, bodies. What's your four, John? My four. Four. Oh, so four? my four was was Triangle Sadness. It's been like an hour. All right, your four was Triangle Sadness. Fred, what's your four? I'm already one on my four. Can I guess what it is? Uh, you can guess what it is. Go for it. It's Batman. No, I already told you. But six was Batman. Oh, six is Batman. Fine. So what's your four? Tar. Tar. Okay. Fine. Am I the only guy that has tar on the list? Yeah. I, I I didn't see it yet. So. So. But that's a yeah. Either I way. I walked out of the movie theater. Having this transcendent feeling, uh, in the words of Martin Scorsese uh, at the New York Film Festival, the clouds lifted and cinema has a chance. You know, there's there, we are not getting movies like this made. Okay, but I'm getting the movie like Civil War made over this any day of the week. I understand that's where you are, but I want just heavy character. Listen, I'm gonna drama. I'm gonna give you two decisions right now that make no sense. In I you. give give me the decision. You can have Civil War attire. Do I get everything else that happened in the MCU? After? You get everything else that happened in the MCU after, but you ha- you know you never see Civil War or you never see Tar, <gasps> and you know you're picking Civil War. Bye bye Tar. Yeah. Uh, you know why? You know why? Because Civil War has is- that ending fight scene. No, because it's a master in conflict. All right, that's all it is. But it- I but Tar. So let me just type up Tar because Tar, you know, spends the whole first thirty minutes of this movie building up who Olivia Tar is. And then we spend the remaining two hours just breaking down and showing you the falsities that she tried to show. You. Well, you would say the first thirty minutes because eight minutes of that is credits. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about after those first eight minutes. Okay. It's a long ass movie, and it it overtook me when I was in the theater watching this. I was I was entertained for every frame, and there's some solo ass scenes in this movie. But I was just went there with what is probably the best, if not the second best, performance of the year. From she's she's probably gonna go down as a better actress than Meryl Streep, I think too. Yeah, I think I think she could be. I think she's got a, a wider range Talking of. Talking about Kate Blanchett. I think she's got a wider range of 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 appearances. I don't know if I know. I don't know. Word. She doesn't act that much. She just. Yeah, but yeah, but. 
I don't know. I feel, I, also, I'm in the male sheep is Also, I camp. thought this movie, really in its final 10 minutes, really sum up what they're trying to say about cancel culture and is it a good thing or not? And what does it even mean to be canceled? See, I think I think what, what they did, Whiplash did it 10 times better. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to, I'm not going to argue no, with well, you. I'm saying that with, Whiplash is a better with, movie. With asking the questions of, um, of who's right and who's wrong in those scenarios. Yeah, no, but but I would argue the thing about Whiplash is they're saying it doesn't matter as long as you, as long as, long as you're good. As long as you, as long as the music and the art form is good. That's not what Tar is saying. Tar is not no, saying. No, no, Whiplash that. asking the question, is it? They're not, they're, there's no, there's no, there's no answer in Whiplash. They're, they're asking you a question. I think that, the ending is an answer of sorts in Whiplash. No, because he's still broken. He's still, but they're the trying people, to say that doesn't matter. The people but, around I mean, him are still broken. It's asking the same question Banshees of Inisherin is asking, right? And it's oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think they're asking much more similar questions. And they're asking a better question than Tar, who is just telling you straight up she's a bad person, well, and the system and, around and, her is bad do, as well. And I do want to just say, just and this is on my own kind of personal note or whatever. Here Part we go. Of the reason no, I no, haven't no. gone into Tar and, and seen it yet, and I do want to see it because I, I love Kate Blanchett, and it looks very interesting, but. Okay. Whether or not the, the 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 how much of the movie deals with those issues or how it deals with it, the fact that so many of the discussion about it has been about all the questions that you brought up, right? Which I I, I hate those questions. Well, the, but right? that, those are the questions of our time. There's so much. Are they really the questions? Yeah, of no, because I don't like those stupid questions. Yes, they are. But so many people are talking about cancel culture, and we we want something that represents what people are talking about. You want you want a movie that's current and in the moment, and this is a this is what people are talking about. And but like it or not, that this is what the, the film is trying to have. A, it's really trying very hard to have a an honest conversation um, about council culture. What does that even mean? And I, it's not a fun conversation. It's not a conversation we all like to have. But the film is really going to those places that I see nothing else. I don't know a single other film that is even trying to talk about the idea of what does it mean to be canceled. Well, well, Whiplash but, but did. Yeah. No, Whiplash, no. Because Whiplash it, did it better. But and, and the thing is, I like Whiplash in terms of thinking about that because Whiplash is about showing, not telling, which I, I, I wonder about with Tar because, again, that word comes up, whereas in Whiplash, we were dealing with that issue. So you right? know what the, also the main issue is? is that the, one sec, one sec. Whiplash is not about the cancellation. I know, but one sec, one sec, right? This is a movie that is made for people who like to look to look at movies 100%. as scholarly work, right? Whiplash is a movie made for audiences. It's a movie made for people to see it, for their jaw to drop, and for them to ask the question, who was right? We, Tar- we're, we're in complete agreement. You're not, you're never supposed to be like, Olivia Tar was right. You're never for a moment. But you don't even ask that question, right? right, right. But exactly. Whiplash is a movie made for audiences. When you open your movie out with, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you shouldn't watch the credits, but when you open your movie up with seven minutes of credits, you're not telling your audience to get ready for a fucking thrill entertaining yeah, ride. But there's a reason, he, and that's the whole thing, you know, it is pretentious and there's a reason. But you can make pretentious starts, interesting. Yeah, you can I, watch well, Taxi no, his, Driver. His, so what I've heard is his reason for starting the film like that. He's, he's like, well, the whole point is that you know these things are not all made by one person the way that Olivia Tarr would want you to think that she's the sole architect behind these this things is... and much like as the director I'm not the sole architect of this film it is all these people that made this film and I'm trying to show you that from the very get go this is cinema 
you have the ability to show pictures, not only letters on screen. So why don't you have all the people who make her performances real, like all the janitors and all the people setting up chairs and the people cleaning instruments, have that going on while you show your credits, right? Because I don't want to sit through eight minutes of credits before I watch my movie, right? Where I already traveled to 40, 30 to an hour to get there, right? Come on. I mean, there's a way to make this stuff interesting, right? I'm watching a movie to be entertained, right? And you can be entertained by scholarly work but not by this scholarly and, and work. Because I, I kind of disagree with that. I with do what? think with, with the what? idea of like you're watching his movie to be entertained or watching movies to be entertained. Oh, this is the classic argument right. against Alex. You know, the- I mean, this is the thing. Like, I want to, and I want my top 10 list to show entertainment, but I also want to see movies and sometimes I do go movies to challenge me, right? It's like, okay, this might actually be hard for me to sit through, you know, whether because it's a gross out or it's, it's something uncomfortable or whatever. But... In the case where it's not going to be entertaining, where it's going to challenge me, I want that challenge to have meant something. I want to that I can sit down and have it enrich my life. And sometimes when I, you're I, simply I, battling over something just to battle is not enriching me. If we're having this con- conversation about whether cancel culture is a good thing, whether that's, holding that's, powerful people responsible for their acts is a bad thing, then I don't... That's, that's but stupid. that's but right. the guy is not seeing the movie. That's not what they're saying. All right, all right. That, is like, second, that, feels, that feels to me like a... That feels to me like a bad argument. That feels like a, a bad faith argument. Okay. That's not what the film is. The film is not trying to say, is, it, is cancel culture good or not? Is it, they're, they're saying, like, this is what happens and how does somebody fall they're not they're not saying like oh is cancel culture a good thing or not mm. is it should bad people fall they're saying no pretty obviously they're saying she is not in the right and she should probably fall they're never saying that they're saying how does that happen how does somebody get to a place and also what is the image you construct of yourself out to the public mm. now a lot of this film is about the the image that she wants people to see of her and who is she really not even till the final 10 minutes of the film do you even really arguably meet the real Livia Tar mm-hmm. as an audience? So you see the whole, basically the film opens after its long ass credits with a whole interview she's doing with the New Yorker. And you literally see this is a whole, basically she gave them her lexicon, her- uh, Wikipedia Yeah, page. her whole Wikipedia. And she's literally adapting her Wikipedia. So people, so she wants a certain image of herself to be out to the world. Right. And, whether I, I don't want to spoil basically where we kind of go at the end because I found it was phenomenal after you see the quote unquote cancellation you got to see where she goes and where she started and mm-hmm. it gives you a whole new outlook on who she is and what this image is that she wants to be uh, out there to the world so but I but the film is not asking you know is cancellations good or not they're saying what is it where when do we get to a point where somebody would even get canceled what is what is it what does it take? for um, a group of people to finally find out who, who the person really so is. So are we talking about really that the movie's about how a public persona is crafted? Yes. Okay. Uh, one second. Can you can you name me a movie that you that you really didn't enjoy watching that you thought you should have watched though? Uh, you didn't no, enjoy. No, 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 it's a great movie, but I no, like like you because you know if you're bored in a movie, you fall asleep. So mm-hmm. well, well, so here's the this is our bored, class. bored. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about actual uh, bored. Yeah, I brought there's moments of real boredom in this. And what? In Mulholland Drive. Uh, I don't, I don't like Mulholland Drive. Uh, so I think I'm trying to say, you know, I would argue, you know, Mulholland Drive. It's a, that's it's, and and I and I fell asleep on that one. 
And yet, and yet, I think it's a good movie, and I would recommend people watch it. I don't know if Mahalo Drive is a good movie. I, I think just, it's a good I movie. I don't know if any Lynch is a good movie, though, to be honest with you. But I, I, can you th- pick I a, think so, Blue Velvet's a good movie. So you think a, mo- a, a good, not necessarily a good sign, but you think a movie can be good and you can fall asleep in it at the same time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. I mean, all right, but, next on the list. <laughs> all right, I did Tower 4. What's four, your four? Four is already taken. I think I did Barbarian. Yeah. Your four? All right. Yeah, what's your three, Jan? Uh, my three is Barbarian. Okay, what's, all right. What's your three? Actually, no, sorry. I keep the damn. Okay, no. My you don't have the stuff numbered? Nope, I don't. Well, is it not numbering, no. John? Uh, now, when we're at three? Batman? <laughs> no, it's uh, Banshees. Oh, okay. Well, we're I, waiting. I, I think we're going to wait on Banshees. What do you add at three? Top Gun? Yeah, why not? All right, Top Gun! John, is it on the top three it of your list? It's my number two. It, it's number two for me as well. T- top Gun is... Total cinema baby. It is just, it's everything you want. The man literally held this movie for two years. Tom Cruise, literally the entire Paramount Studios was like, let's put this on a streamer. People will pay us money. He's like, no, it's gonna go in theaters. It's where it needs to be. And seeing it in that IMAX experience, that opening day, euphoric. I have, there is, uh, there's maybe one other movie on my list that gave me that just total cinema baby experience in the theater. What was it? Oh, uh, we're going to talk about it's my number one. Batman? Nah. Well, Damn. I told you Batman's my number six. You won't let me talk about oh, it Oh, right, yet. right, right. I totally forgot. <laughs> but, um, just everything about this movie yeah, it was fucking is, awesome. just, is just a great time. And the fact that he was like, yo, the actors, I'm going to teach these guys how to ride in actual jet planes because this has to be as practical as possible. You though- killed uh, poor, what's his name? Oh, he almost like killed poor uh, um, Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Miles Teller. Okay, but let's not. It's got the same amount of VFX shots as any Marvel movie. Oh yeah, if not more. They're just using it for in different ways. Mm, A lot of similar ways as well. No, but it's not. They're not filming this movie in a green screen lot. They're filming it actually. They're not doing that, but they have the same amount of VFX shots. Yeah, and they're just they're just doing they're just enhancing the the surroundings around. It's a fucking awesome movie. I don't think we need even to expound so much as like you know movie stars making movie star movies. Yeah, Yeah. this is and this arguably is the only movie other than maybe uh, the Batman, but also he you know he's playing the Batman. Batman, maybe you can argue. Nope, for Kaluuya, I think he's a big guy. No, but but it's not Kaluuya's movie. Movie. You know what I mean? It has to be. It's, it's oh, Jordan Peele's. Yeah, we're trying to. There's, there's one guy. It's, it's Jordan Peele's. His movie. It's, it's Jordan, Jordan Peele. I'm saying like Top Gun is Tom Cruise's movie. I could argue, you know, Batman is Pattinson's movie. But it's Batman. No, but, but it's, it's Batman. But it's but you know, yeah. but he's playing the Batman. All right, mm. my three is the Batman, and let's talk about it. Unless that's your one, John. I, I, no, it's not my John one. Is I, I do want to. I just want to just mention a couple of things about Top Gun. Oh, yeah. So Top Gun made my number two because it is the American version of Triple R. Okay, it knows its audience. It knows what to give them. Uh, Tom Cruise just puts his body, you know, out there to to be be beaten up to get the cinematic product, which is, in, in, in Fred's words, you know, it is that cinema. I was talking about, I was like, you know that uh, that woman who talks about cinema at the beginning of AMC theaters? Oh yeah, and, Nicole Kidman. And, and, and the guy from Top Gun should probably marry. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's like she's giving the thesis and he's just delivering the product, you know? Um, so n- notoriously um, at the Cannes Film Festival, they did a whole thing for Tom Cruise and they showed all the people he, wor- he worked with in scenes with him, except for Nicole Kidman. <laughs> And there's like, you know, they had, they showed the movies he did with Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. but they just cut out of every frame. <laughs> um, 
But it, it was just one of the most enjoyable. And the funny thing is, I didn't even get a chance to see it in theaters. I if you saw it in theaters, saw it, I, I saw it in VLP. three times in theaters. Yeah, but theaters. One second. Yeah. Do they do they hate each other? They gotta. They have to, even though they got kids together. They actually hate each other. They got Nicole and Cruz. They have to. Why? Because he's well, I, cheated on well, it. Well, no, I think there's like the kids. Uh, some of his kids are about the church. They won't yeah. talk to her. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. You no, know, it's a cult thing. Yeah, cult yeah. stuff. Uh, like uh, we also want to say, much as we love Tom Cruise, he is like number two in a cult, guys, and right. he is like. I probably d- done some pretty dirty shit. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. I'm, I'm at Batman, and you know, I was a lifelong Batman fan. I thought this was a it's a cool Batman movie. It, later, you can make a bad Batman movie, and it's making it to the top ten. And so, this is your part. Two, this is your number two. This is my number three. Number three. Okay. But it had some phenomenal scenes. We're no, big no, Batman no, fans. It's, it's got the best Batman-Gordon relationship on screen. I think Pattinson may be given the best Batman performance. Maybe. I'm a big Batflick guy. I'm a big Christian Bale Batman guy. It, it's it's all frills. It's great villain. It's a good. It's an okay mystery. And it's a sick Gotham. And also, the, this, the cinematographer they had in this movie was just like... Just killing it yeah, on listen, every frame. I, I thought it was the best Batman since uh, Dark Knight. Best Batman since Dark oh, Knight. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. It's it edges out Dark Dark Knight Rises because it's not really a Batman movie. And I want you guys to notice we don't got a single Marvel movie on this list, mm-hmm. but we made room for Batman. Well, in the previous year we had No Way Home pretty high. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? What? I'm Boone! What do you mean this is my movie? What is it? John's list isn't over yet. We don't know what's I'm on the list. I'm waiting for him to just pull out Thor Love and Thunder. No, I'm waiting like, for him great, to, great time to pull movie. out. No, in a second. Black Panther 2. Oh, could yeah, be you could pull out. And number Black one, don't tell us. Don't tell us anything. All right? But Batman's fucking awesome. I don't think we even need to expound on Batman. We have a whole Batman podcast. Go check yeah. it out. John, right, what's your Real quick in terms of, in terms of that, uh, Batman was definitely probably the best superhero movie this year. Yeah. Right. I Not thought, even I a thought, question. I thought this year was very underwhelming for superhero movies. Very underwhelming. Um, Black Panther uh, two. What can you do? You know the 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 thing that they had centered the entire franchise around. You know he passed away. It was tragic. Um, I thought Namor was great in it, but. And I think Angela Bassett was wonderful in it. I, I, and, I, and I'm not even that upset that she'll probably get a good Oscar. Yeah, I'm well, not even. We you know. we walked out of that movie saying that. Yeah, but we yeah. walked out of the movie saying the movie was really yeah. boring. But but Angela Bassett. Angela was Bassett was yeah. killing it. She was killing it. All right. Um, Wait, before you finish okay. though, I wanted to memorialize our bet on the pod. So what 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 are you saying about uh, Quantum Mania? It's think gonna Qua- be as good as Infinity I think, War. I think Quantum Mania is gonna be the best movie since, and I'm just gonna say since Endgame. Since, Since Endgame, he thinks yeah. it's gonna no, be no, better no, than No, no Way the, Home. The bet is though. Yes, I think it's gonna be better than No Way Home. So we got twenty bucks that twenty I, bucks that you guys both agree with me that it is the best Marvel movie. Since Endgame. Since Endgame. No, no, that was the parlay. That's the parlay agreement. No, no. Is, is, no, is no, it no, both I, of I, us? For, no, no. Oh, you're right. You're right. No, I have it for each one of you individually. Individually, twenty, 20 bucks on each of us individually. Yes. John, I, I hope it's as good as is No Way Home. I would. It would be a great time. When you think Paul Rudd's the new head of the MCU? I think Paul Rudd is gonna be a new head. MCU. Straight <laughs> up. The man is a national treasure. All right, along with the the Denzel of our of our generation. You, you're now. gonna watch him on season three of uh, Only Murders in the Building. I will watch anything that he's in. There you go. Also, you heard uh, it's gonna be him and Street. What if he's in Kanye West's new album? Oh, that. Ooh. I, I I think I think unless it's some sort of op where Paul Rudd like kills him at the end of it. Yeah. Then maybe maybe. All right, fine. Maybe. All right, uh, Fred, you're two. No, isn't it John's two? Yeah. Uh, John's two is Top Gun. Yeah. Oh, so my number two? Yeah. Banshees? 
yeah, let's just, it's my one, John. What is is it on your? You already you already said it on your list. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's three. So we don't know what his one is. So just don't even say anything, Jan. Same one. Don't say anything. Yeah, all right, maybe. Banshees of Inisherin is the best movie of the year. I cried. I laughed. Not in that order, actually. Laugh, then cry. It's the best movie of the last five years. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. It asks the question of, hey, what's more important? Hanging out with your bros, having a good time, or living your life so that other people in the future will remember you? And it's the question that is so hard to ask well, and they did it. And It's, it's, the, it's, an, it's an impossible question. And it's uh, I, the fact that it even attempted to ask this question is is crazy. The performances also like he he it's probably his time to win best actor even though I don't think it will happen. All four of those guys could win. And yeah, just, e- e- even though the two of them are going for the same that's award. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Martin McDonough reuniting with Colin Farrell and Gleason and Brendan Gleason. Barry Keoghan given an all timer. My favorite character is actually Carrie Condon. You Siobhan. love the I sister. I think she in that should. Movie. I think she should win best supporting actress. She gives. Like like a heart stopping performance, right? And the end of the movie, we, we've named a lot of women though for best supporting actors. I yeah. actually think that if they nominated the right year. people, it could be a great. It's year. a good year. It's a good yeah. year in general. Um, but yeah, no, but John, is, you just saw it for the first time last night, just right? Just saw it for the first time last night. Uh, immediately after watching, just went to my list and like raised up to. Uh, the only question for me was, I, I didn't don't think say was, one, don't say your one. I'm not gonna say my one, but it was just where in the top three does it belong? And I could easily put it on top of Top Gun, you know. It's um, it's the best movie of the last five years. The the only thing, or I guess the only reason I didn't put it in that order was because even while. The cinematography is excellent. The setting is excellent. Um, Characters. It felt very small and intimate but I felt in a that way on, that... I felt that was on purpose because the war is happening right oh, yeah, in the no, no, background. It, it is on purpose, you know? But, you know, again, we're talking about movies, right? And we're like, how does that rate in terms of when you think about movies? And I can see, by the way, how someone could put that at their number one. Yeah. You know, it's just for me in this year... Top Gun and my number one, I feel edged out slightly. But here's what I would say. I would say that this is the best story of the year. This is a story. Best screenplay. Best screenplay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the closest thing that we give best to the original story, screenplay. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a story I, I'd be, I'd be that will that age like like um, like a, a Aesop fairy tale. So it was, it was uh, I believe it was 1923, was 1923, that right? 1923, it's right. the Irish Civil War. Yeah, they, they pulled the um, calendar and they said 1923. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a story, because it, this this literally, yeah. I, I said to myself in the first half, are these family guy sketches, right? These yeah. Are, these, are, these are just about people and the, everybody's going to have these emotions, whether or not you're from 10,000 BCE or 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It's about friendship. It's about longing. It's about wanting. It's and this, again, everything they have in this movie will be applicable hundred years from now. Yeah, that's why I call it kind of. And you have the the magical realism elements with like him chopping off. You know, parts of it is like, how are you not bleeding to death? <laughs> you know, but that's fine. You and the, know? the woman who's having these epiphanies of dead people. Right. You know, there's there's all that there, but every single moment of it every single word is just meaningful and it all is so coherent and so intimate and so you know heartfelt it's also one and of the best endings I've seen in a long oh, time oh yeah well yeah. also I like that they're just they're sitting there like 
It's not. It won't. It won't be done till we're till you're dead. Well, there's there's that thing where he looks at him at the end, and there's just that look of hate which you've never seen on his face. But then he looks down at the dog, and is that hate melts away, and he's pleasant again, and then he looks back, and it comes back, and it's just amazing performance. Well, you you never from where no. he started, I never would have thought. No, yeah, that that that's because well, he's the most aggressively happy man of all time. Right. In the first shot, he's like he's walking, and there's a fucking double rainbow behind him, yeah. and he's got he's got the perfect yeah. life. Yeah, he's got. Uh, He's got the best friend who he hangs out at the bar with every day. It looks like he's making a fine living. He's got a sister living with him. Um, and it all just fades he's got his, away. He's got his boy he, Barry Keoghan. And and but the final straw is the donkey. Then that and that donkey. See, I'm, give, I'm, I, give, I'm, give, I'm giving best animal of the year to that donkey. I wasn't a huge. I didn't care so much about Jenny as much as I did about Siobhan leaving. No, no. Now that's all thing though. Personally, that's, that's the, personally. the whole thing is though. Siobhan leaves and it's like. It's, it's all I have left is Jenny. Right. And Jenny is the only thing he has left. I know. I just, I, I, I'm not, I, when they kill animals in movies, I, I generally don't, uh, don't like see it as, as some big event. You just have no soul. No, listen, Siobhan leaving and he's left there by himself. And like he so easily could just go across the water to be with her. He you know he's never going to. He, he can't. He couldn't leave this spot if he wanted to. Yeah. All right. Um, John. So you're at your one. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna guess that we got the same one right now. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Did not make my list. Wow. First of all, you know that. I mean, we, we it, saw the Ranger two. We saw the Ranger two. Is that right? My two was Top Gun Maverick. Oh, we gone through all your, your whole yeah, list? Yeah, my list oh, is okay. done. Uh, I'll just tell you why I didn't put it on the list. I don't know. Listen, I thought there was some sad points in the story. I love what they were doing. All the goofiness, the wackiness. I thought there was a, a really, really, really awesome thematic tale here. But, you know, I just didn't think about it that much, to be honest with you. When I left the theater, the movie left me. Mm. It kind of just washed over me. That's it. Guy with ADHD. This was. I felt like it was made for me. It like, uh, and I've heard this a lot from 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 older audiences. They're saying the movie should going doing too much. That's not what it was fast. for me. No, no, no. I just I've heard that. I've talked to some some older audience members, and they're just like, it's just too. It's just too much. And I'm like, yeah, it's everything, everywhere, everywhere all, all at, at once. once. And the film is <laughs> the film is blatantly telling you that. Mm. And the fact that Michelle, Michelle, uh, what, whoa, or you? I always get her name wrong. It's yo. Michelle, yeah. whoa. Yo. Uh, yo? I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, anybody who listens to our pod is like, Freddie can't speak English, but. Michelle, uh, yo. Or names. Um, Michelle, yo. Mm. But um, her, the fact that she can juggle these literally a million performances and that they film this. And uh, anybody who has not seen their uh, their earlier work, mm. uh, uh, what is Swiss Army Man? Like, you just kn- I knew going into this. These guys made Swiss Army Man. Uh, Daniel Cra- Daniel Radcliffe just shitting his way to uh, like um, to safety. And I'm like, how how can okay, how can these guys now make a movie about the multiverse? And they did it. Mm-hmm. They just they did it so successfully. This was my birthday movie. Literally saw it. Uh, literally saw it on my birthday. Had had all the things going for this to be a great experience, and it just blew me out of the water. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I, I, it's my number one because there's truth in advertising. It is every, everywhere, everything, all at once. Um, literally, all the stuff that I liked about all the other movies, it had it. It has everything. It has and everything. And hot dog fingers. Yeah. 
Um, but also packaged in, I mean, number one, to find a way that you could do so much and have it still be coherent and with so much heart and soul. You know, it's it's a family drama. Yeah. You know, except your family is infinite. You know, and I think in, in doing so, you caught, at least for me, I walked out of the movie feeling closer to to people and life and the world than I had when I went in. You know, and I think any movie that has such a profound impact on me, you know, it's got to be number one. Yeah. Well, also, I'll say this, like, uh, this came out in, this came out, like, end of March, and then, like, May, we got Multiverse of Madness, and I was like, well, I didn't really get to see the multiverse. That was my big complaint with the multiverse of madness. And I was like, well, everything, everywhere, all at once, it literally showed me the multiverse. It showed me everything. They were literally rocks in one, in one, in one universe. It's like... Well, here's the interesting thing that you bring up between the two, right? The, the thing about it, and I know it's planned in a way it's very Marvel, right? Is that the multiverse in Doc Strange is very disjointed, Right. It's like, yeah, there's different variations, but those variations are being thrown at you because it's like it feels arbitrary, even just as much as when the Illuminati show up. It's yeah. like they didn't have, that Tyrese could be just thrown out. It wouldn't have mattered for the plot. But they were like, oh, this is going to be cool. Let's put, you know, John Krasinski as Reed Richards and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, I kind of like Multiverse of Madness. You know, I no, we're not saying it's a bad I'm movie. We're just saying there doesn't right. feel like there's a lot of purpose behind the multiverse stuff they chose where everything everywhere all at once it feels very purposeful there was emotional stakes in every totally as a a multiverse movie everything everywhere all at once destroys it annihilates it now what did i have a better time first viewing just washing over me you know looking at images as in a really fast frame rate you know what do i like more you know what Fuck, Multiverse of Madness was a fucking awesome time. Nah, nah. No. But but I will say this in terms of actual... It's, again, why I loved uh, Everywhere and why I didn't like Doc Strange as much, but it goes back to why I liked No Way Home was because... And, and Spider-Verse is because it's one thing to show Infinity, but also have it connected, have it, you know, uh, 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 coherent, you know? And that's where just Doc Strange failed. Yeah, yeah, where a lot of Marvel movies fail. Well, they, that's the whole thing. They make a big deal in uh, everything ever all once. It's just like the difference could just be a flip of a coin, but it keep, but it keeps going down. You keep going further down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. of the multiverse. And I just think like I'm Feige watching this. I'm Kevin Feige watching this movie. I'm like, fuck, they did it. They did it. Mm-hmm. We we we've been talking about it, but we we don't got the balls to try it on this level. And the fact that also they made this movie for like. A budget under ten million mm-hmm. is insane. That's insane. Because they yeah. they literally they've talked about all the crafts people like um, the hot dog hand part. They mm-hmm. said you know people just like after a twelve hour shift they just had extra time in their day and they just worked on that. Mm-hmm. They said every single person just gave all of themselves to this movie. And the fact also like uh, Daniel Kwan or whatever his name is, he's now acting again. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, he'll, it seems like he's now the favorite to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, which yeah, is a little it's a, unfortunate. It's a story. Because because uh, I wish uh, Gleason got it. It works the same as the NBA All-Star, I mean, MVP voting. It, it is a story. Yeah. Isn't, yeah. It could be. It, it's one of the best performances, I'm not going to lie. But is it the sole best performance by a margin? I don't no. know about that. No. 
If he's up against Gleason, Gleason wins. Well, I might give a best stunt, Farrell, other, other than Top Gun or or Farrell, whoever, whichever. Well, he's Farrell's uh, leading though, right? Yeah, you you could you yeah. could plug either of them as leads. No, 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 no. Farrell's leading. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying you could plug any of them as leads. Uh, Fred, yeah. that's your one. Yeah, I think it's everyone's one. That's, that's my one. That's everyone's ones. All right, that's the. Well, what was your one? My one was Banshees of Inisherin. Okay, as the best movie of the last five years, by the way. <laughs> Name a movie of the best five years. I'll tell you, I enjoyed this more. 1917, Parasite. Every movie from 2019. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you throw it at Suicide Squad. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You throw those movies at it. Banshees of Inisherin is better. I love all my movies are just 2019 movies, and it's like, ah. Those three. I might put Parasite against it. That's fine. Really you like yeah, can yeah put I, par- I, I might put Parasite You can put it. Parasite against it, and I'm not going to disagree with yeah. you. I'm just going to tell you you're wrong, right? But, but I will say this. I think going with all those... Banshee's like it goes toe to toe with any of them. Any yeah, of them. it's it's a power. And honestly, but it's it not your be, one. Yeah, it's, it's two, not my one. It's your uh, two, but it, right? Wait, two or so three. So, are we not talking about the best movies of the year? Right. One yeah. second. So, does everything everywhere at once go up against Parasite? Yes. It goes up against best yeah, movie it, the last five years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. okay. Just making sure. You know, John's a little iffy but, with these best and best. You know what whoa, does that mean? Like, calling John me, out. Best to yeah. me and then best in the world. Uh, it's subjective. I, I I think though that these <laughs> lists specifically are about the subjective. Yeah, of course. Every list is about yeah. the subjective. No, there are lists you see online who try to make that's like, their subjective list. No, but they try to make the list not of their own personal. They payment. can't. It, they're all subjective. There's not a single list. A.O. Scott to uh, the afternoon nap that's not subjective. I, I, I would suggest that while we talk about individual movies, you, you can't talk about individual movies without being subjective. I do think, though, when you talk about groups of movies. So, like, let's take Scorsese versus anything by Yul Bol, right? I don't know it's, who Yul Bol is. Uh, House of the Dead. Just oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah. shitty... Like the, to those to the, to some people, those are the best movies in the world. I, I, those people need to be put in a, a, a throw, out, throw out the airlock. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Every list is subjective. That's I could sauce. have I could have Left for Dead Two, which is a video game, as my favorite movie of the year. I think and that's okay. That was, that was uh, Yui Bowl. Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, all, all right. right, we're done.